Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. My name is Andy, and welcome back to The Water Wheel. Christ to us is our precious Savior, who was strewn upon the cross for our sake. He is also our Sovereign Lord, who reigns over our lives, and yet He is still so much more. But let us not consider Him far away from us, for He is also to us our beloved Spouse. Let us hear Whitfield on this wonderful matter. Although believers by nature are far from God and children of wrath, even as others, yet it is amazing to think how nigh they are brought to Him again by the blood of Jesus Christ. I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of any man living fully to conceive the nearness and dearness of that relation in which they stand to their common head. He is not ashamed to call them brethren. Behold, says the blessed Jesus, in the days of his flesh, my mother and my brethren, and again after his resurrection, go tell my brethren. Nay, sometimes he is pleased to term believers his friends. Henceforth call I you no longer servants, but friends. Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but what is a friend? Why is there a friend that is nearer than a brother? Nay, near as one's soul. And thy friend, says God in the book of Deuteronomy, which is as thine own soul. Kind and endearing applications these, that undoubtedly bespeak a very near and effably intimate union between the Lord Jesus and the true living members of his mystical body. But, methinks, the words of our text point out to us a relation which not only comprehends, but in respect to nearness and dearness, exceeds all other relations whatsoever. And I mean that of a husband. Isaiah 54.5 For thy maker is thy husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. These words were originally spoken to the people of the Jews, considered collectively as the peculiar people whom our Lord had betrothed and married to himself, and they seemed to be spoken when religion was on the decline among their churches when they had, in a great measure, lost that life and power which they once experienced, and their enemies began to assault them with a where is now your God. Such a state of things must undoubtedly be very afflicting to the true mourners in Zion, and put them crying unto the Lord in this their deep distress. He hears their prayers, his bowels yearn towards them, and in the preceding verse he assures them that though the enemy had broken in upon them like a flood, yet their extremity should be his opportunity to lift up a standard against him. Fear not, says the great head and king of his church, for thou shalt not be ashamed, finally or totally, neither be thou confounded, dissipated, or dejected, giving up all for gone, as though thou never shouldst see his better, better days or another revival of religion. For thou shalt not entirely be put to shame, though for a while, for thy humiliation and the greater confusion of thy adversaries, I suffer them to triumph over thee. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. I will vouchsafe you such another glorious gale of my blessed spirit, that you shall quite forget your former troubled widow state, and give your enemies no more occasion to insult you on account of your infant condition, but rather to envy you and gnash your teeth, and melt away at the sight of your unthought of glory and prosperity. And why will the infinitely great and condescending Jesus deal thus with his people? Because the church is his spouse. For, as in the words just now read to you, thy maker is thy husband, thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, he loves them too well, to let thy enemies always trample thee underfoot. 
The Lord of hosts is his name. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. And therefore he is armed with sufficient power to relieve his oppressed people and overcome and avenge himself of all their haughty and insulting foes. This seems to be the prime and genuine interpretation of the text and context, especially if we add that they may have a further view to the latter-day glory and that blessed state of the church, which the people of God have been looking for in all ages, and the speedy approach of which we undoubtedly pray for when we put up that position of our Lord's, thy kingdom come. That's all from us this week at Recharge Radio. God bless and have a great weekend.